Welcome back to another episode of the Training Bites podcast. My name's Phil, blah, blah, blah. And today I'm joined by the same person from the last podcast, Will, who is going to continue on his vicious tirade. This time we're going to go through evidence-based practice. Will, yes. what is evidence-based practice? Evidence-based practice in Trample Simply is basically using evidence, combining with your own experience as a coach or whatever field you're in and combining research and experience to help the individual athlete, right? Not with pseudoscience, not with your bro science, but with actual research. Simply put, does that sort of answer the question? I think so. Yeah. I think so. Um, but it's also, I think, using critical thinking to apply or basically like ask the questions, right? And then getting the answer for it or finding the answer for it and then learning or using this knowledge that you've got from this research and how to apply it to help the client in whatever field of work there is that you're doing with them. And that's pretty much it. So if we're going to continue on this <laughs> tirade that we're talking about. Okay, so oh. so okay. So let me let me help you out here. Why is it a problem that people disregard evidence? <clears throat> Like what, what's, what's wrong with it? Can we put this one on pause for a sec? <laughs> <laughs> no. No. What, what's wrong with it? It's just uh, evidence. Like, it's only a few thousand studies repeated over and over again. How, how useful could it be? Oh, man. My, remember the question I asked you on your Ask Me thing on Instagram and you had your butt clenched? Yes, yes, I did. This is me? No, no, we've got to tell people what that was. Because yeah, what this, did I ask could, you, actually? You asked me, what did you think about personal trainers giving pain advice? Yes, that's yes. right. That's okay. right. And then yeah. your response was... Don't do it. Don't do it. Just please don't do it. Your butt is clenched because yeah. you're so like triggered, yeah. right? Because this is triggering for me anyway. Especially for someone who's giving like nutrition diet advice that is not backed by anything solid. It's not the foundations. He's, people are totally disregarding the actual principle. And in this case, where this person was actually giving advice and he's got a large audience as well you know again I don't want to name names but people will read that and take that as gospel um, there's a lot of bullshit out there and when you ask for evidence they're like well it just works for me mate that's not good enough it's not good enough that it just worked for you one thing he did say to me and this is in a, a civil private conversation because I didn't want to call him out publicly mm -hmm, right mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and I quote everyday busy men and women they want authentic simple and easy digestible information and tips which is why I wrote that post and I said that you may have used these methods and food choices to help people better their lives fitness and physique but at the end of the day the same principle has been applied you created a calorie deficit you got them to move more, therefore, they dropped weight. Is that hard to understand? I'm sorry, but like, what does it mean? What's evidence? Like, where's the evidence for this, Will? And he <laughs> had the audacity, right? <laughs> yes. To go, I do agree with you and your theory. Ah. And I'm in my head, yeah. I'm facepalming myself uh -huh. and thinking, uh -huh. This is not a motherfucking theory. Okay. This is applied 
principle. Mm -hmm. It is the foundation mm -hmm. to losing weight. <laughs> Whether you want to lose weight or put on weight, <laughs> it's a calorie fucking deficit. Okay. Okay. Or surplus. Okay. Why <laughs> is that so hard to understand? You're applying it. You are applying it to your own clients, yet you are dismissing the fact completely. Okay. okay, so before we end this therapy session for Will, um, in, all, in, all, in all seriousness, why, why is evidence reliable? I think that's a, that's a great question. And you've, you've got one minute left. Why is evidence reliable? Because it's, it's science, it's fact, it's things that have been looked into, things that are questions that have been asked and researched through many different groups, many different... Um, What's the word I'm looking for, Phil? Help me out. Repeat, it's, it's repeated. It's, it's re repeated. It's repeated. And uh, I'm just going to chime in here. Um, the, the, the reason why, um, first of all, uh, science is a method of observation, right? Yes. So it's cause and if, it, we think cause it's and cause effect. and result. We, don't, we, we think this is the, the reason why it happens. Anyway, the, the reason why evidence is reliable is because they have usually taken a group of people who have very, very, very similar characteristics. So they might take a group of 1,500, 20-year-old men and they will do the same method on these 1,500 men to make sure that there are, there are no other factors within that group that could affect the results. That's why it's reliable. And once you get that, it's reliable for 20-year-olds only, right? Because that was your study for 20-year-olds. If you can't then apply that to 50-year-olds, and in fact, all the scientists and many researchers will tell you, you can't use the evidence for a 20-year-old to apply to a 50-year-old. And that's where, the, that's where evidence is very, very useful because there have been many studies that have used you, your, your case, or something similar to you to test whether something works. Would you agree? Yes, I think better than I could have explained it. Okay, all Hands right. Down. Well, we're out. We're actually over time. Guys, thank you so much for listening again. Thank you, Will, for joining us on the podcast. Thanks we're going to do me, another man. one right now. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>